A malpractice claim comes in for a patient that you treated on April 1st, 2019. Wait a minute, where was I even working back then? And who did I have for my malpractice insurance at that time? Well, if you haven't been keeping good records of your work history and your malpractice coverage over the years, this situation can quickly turn frantic as you search your files to see who you should be contacting for help. Well, today we're here to help you get your malpractice files in order by giving you tips on how to keep track of your coverage history so that you can easily see who you were insured with and when. Stay tuned. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you joined us today. All right, let's jump in. When it comes to key documents for your malpractice insurance, there are six items that we recommend every healthcare professional hold on to. The first key document is your employment contract. The employment contract sets out the rights and obligations of both the employee and the employer. There are a number of items in the employment contract that are of critical importance to a healthcare provider. But from a malpractice perspective, the things that we're most concerned with are, number one, information on who paid for your coverage. Number two, what are you actually covered for or not covered for? And number three, who is responsible for your tail coverage when you leave? When the time comes for you to terminate your employment, you'll want to refer back to your employment contract to understand how your malpractice insurance may be affected. For example, are you able to cancel the coverage yourself and receive any refunds? Are you able to maintain the insurance on your own if you want to? Will the employer be buying your tail or do you have that responsibility? And if it's your responsibility, are you able to secure tail through any carrier that you wish, or are there rules and limitations that you must abide by? Hopefully you have already addressed all of these critical issues regarding your malpractice insurance up front prior to signing with the group. This is one of the most important items for you to nail down with your employer. So once you've agreed on the terms, make sure you save a copy of your employment contract so that you can reference it as needed throughout the course of your career. The second key document that you need to keep is your certificate of insurance, also called a COI, or your policy declaration page. Your COI or declaration page is a one-page document that shows the details of your malpractice coverage for a given policy period. It lists the name of the malpractice carrier, who is insured, what kind and how much coverage, the dates of coverage, and so forth. You'll want to keep either the COI or the declaration page for every policy you've ever had. If, for example, you were insured with ProAssurance from January 1st, 2020 to January 1st, 2025, you should have five different COIs, one for each year that the coverage was in force. If you carried more than one malpractice policy at a time, perhaps for some contract work or a side gig, again, make sure that you save your COIs for each year that you carried that policy as well. 
One additional tip on this subject, if you're not paying for your own malpractice insurance or if it's being taken care of for you by an employer, it can be very easy to just let this slide by because you're not involved in the day-to-day -day management of your coverage. Please make sure that at a minimum, you're requesting a copy of your proof of coverage, which again is that certificate of insurance or policy declaration page every single year. It's so important for you to have these items as a reference in the event that you need to go back and see which policy you were insured under for a specific event. The third key document that you need to save is your tail endorsement. If you were previously insured on a claims made policy and secured tail insurance after it canceled, make sure that you keep a copy of the endorsement. When a doctor buys a claims-made malpractice policy, coverage is triggered based on when the claim is made against him. So he must carry the insurance while he's actively practicing. And then once he cancels, he must secure tail in order to have coverage for any claims that may be made into the future for patients that he treated while he was previously covered. Your tail starts at your cancellation date and then it extends your coverage into the future for any claims that may be made against you after you've already walked away from that policy. Make sure you keep a copy of this tail endorsement to confirm the details of your coverage should a claim arise in the future. Your tail endorsement will be a one-page document that shows the dates you're covered, the limits that you have available to you, and the details for the carrier who is protecting you. Save this document, please. The fourth key document that you need to hang on to are any copies of claim history reports or loss runs that have been requested for you. A claim history report, also called a loss run, shows all of the claims that have been reported to a carrier for a specific individual for a given period of time. It's common to see five-year claim histories or 10-year claim histories. These reports list the date of the incident, the reporting date, the plaintiff name, a brief description of the case, any payments or monies reserved, and the status of those claims. You are able to request a claim history report for yourself at any time, and you can authorize others to pull these reports on your behalf. Anytime you are given a copy of this report, save it in your files for future reference. While carrier loss runs are preferred, I do think it's a good idea for you to also run a self-query with the National Practitioner Data Bank to see what their records show for your malpractice history as well. We'll put a link to the NPDB in the show notes for you to check out if you've never accessed their site before. It's a pretty quick and easy process to run your self-query, so I'd really recommend that you check that out. The fifth thing that you need to save are any documents related to claim activity, potential, reported, and otherwise. This should go without saying, but it's incredibly important that you hold on to all claim-related documents, even if the issue has been dismissed or the claim successfully resolved. There could come a time when you need to reference this information down the road. Similarly, if you've ever had any license issues, board action taken against you, or other noteworthy events impacting your medical career, be sure you keep all necessary files for your records. And the sixth thing that you need to make sure you hang on to, contact information. 
Make sure you hold on to the contact information for all former employers, such as names, email addresses, and phone numbers of administrators, risk managers, or other key contacts within the practice. And make sure that you save contact information for previous malpractice carriers and the insurance agents that you've worked with. If you ever need to request a document or information from a previous policy, your malpractice insurance agent or previous carrier can pull that detail for you easily enough. Just make sure you keep a list of contacts so that you can quickly and easily get a hold of somebody should you need to. Okay, so how should you go about saving all of these key documents? Well, we recommend scanning and storing all of your documents as PDFs in cloud storage with strict access controls in place to keep any PHI secure. To make things easier for you, we've created a checklist of these key documents along with a simple spreadsheet that you can download and use to keep a log of your work history and your malpractice insurance. We've linked that free resource for you in the show notes and the video description below. So feel free to use that if it would be helpful. If you have any questions on this topic or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. And don't forget that our mailbag link is now live on our website. So if you have a question that you'd like me to answer here on the podcast, check out that link below where you can drop us a line and ask your question. Or schedule a quick 10-minute phone call for a personal consultation to discuss your unique insurance needs. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.